Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I can't get away, keep on falling Every time I try to leave it alone, I swear keep on calling Keep on calling, keep on calling, keep on calling Keep on calling, keep on calling, keep on calling, keep on calling Alright, thank you for joining us with another episode of What's Up Belly Up I believe we're on episode 8, this one we've got a great show here we got Jack O'Hare with us uh, uh, he's been a member of Belly Up. Kind of came over to start uh, the podcast. He's he's a big uh, writer for us as well. Uh, he actually came over. He had the O show and he started a fifty fifty booking. Uh, we'll get into that kind of the two shows that he has. Um, he's been a big contributor. So uh, without further ado, Jack, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. How are you doing today, man? Not too bad, Mike. How about yourself? Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, absolutely great, great. I, I appreciate it. Doing great tonight, just kind of relaxing, you know, getting getting everything taken care of, getting everything up to par. So, so, uh, so, Jack. Obviously, like I like I spoke to you a little bit ago. Uh, if, if for those that have followed the show, they know that this is uh, not about me. It's about bringing on the people that really contribute to to the company and, and what we do here. So, I would say uh, you've been with us a couple months, uh, anyways. I don't know exactly when it was. When when was it? That uh, you and I were kind of emailing and texting. Yeah, I think I reached out to you guys. I don't know if you actually remember this. I originally reached out to you guys because my initial plan was to start my own website some way, somehow with a few. Different- That's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I was coming across all these different sites on Twitter and Instagram. I came across Belly Up Sports and I uh, both DM'd you guys on Twitter. And then I think I went in uh, like the application process yeah. like, to be a writer and podcaster. Basically, I kind of wanted to like. I don't know, like kind of like morph into something, use some of your shows to put on the website I was going to try and create. And then here we are four months later down the road. I'm basically uh, with you guys as a writer and podcaster full time. So uh, I realized how uh, stressful it was trying to start my own website, as I'm sure it was for you still is. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm happy where I'm at right now with Belly Up Sports for sure. Well, we appreciate it. It definitely takes a lot of work, but you you definitely put in a lot of work uh, to our company. Uh, like I said, you know, the O Show, I think, was your, your initial show. Then you came on and started the 50-50 booking, which is, uh, that's your, your, your wrestling show. Um, I'm not sure if you're still going back and forth between the two. You haven't, I don't think you had an episode on that lately, but you've been knocking out the O Show. So, so to start kind of 50-50 booking, uh, what what's that about? Uh, I mean, are you still still rolling with that? You know, what's what do you have in store? If so, oh, absolutely. So the fifty fifty booking podcast originally, I wanted to keep the O show kind of 
initially I wanted to keep it just mine, just like pure independent with really nobody. So I wanted to start the 50, 50 booking podcast, just straight wrestling. Cause I was uh, originally looking through you guys' podcast. You had basically everything but wrestling. So I yeah. wanted to first uh, host a wrestling podcast and we are still going. We have another episode coming out tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, I mean, in talks with uh, some of our writers, Barkley Truax and Hunter Sheldon, we're going to see if some days down the road, maybe once a week, they'll co-host it with me because there's very few and far between wrestling guys oh, in this yeah. company. So, so we kind of have to stick together. But the 50-50 booking podcast for sure, uh, just mainly talking wrestling, WWE, all elite wrestling. You get in some uh, UFC, some mixed martial arts. And uh, so far, so good. I think we're eight episodes in, had a few good guests on, kicked it off yeah. with uh, Jared Carabas, of course, had to start it off big. I mean, you have to start stuff off big to get it off the ground. And then uh, a few episodes ago, we had PJ Black, former WWE tag team champion. So all good there. And then we, uh, for the O show, we actually partnered with uh, TickPick, which is an online ticket service. And uh, we're going to announce it tomorrow that we're going to give... Um, Listeners or viewers and fans in general, a 35% discount for uh, WrestleMania tickets on Sunday in East Rutherford. So, wow, that's that. big. Oh, yeah. And the ticket game, for sure, we're going to have to work stuff out, give away prizes on Belly Up Sports as well as all the other shows. Absolutely. We'd love that. My guy. So, so uh, we, with you talking about Jared, we, we were discussing a little bit how – Tell, tell tell the listeners. I'm sure you've you've uh, told them on your show because obviously you know not that we we cite other uh, companies or anything like you you know like not that we're trying to. Everybody thinks I guess when you get in the business you portray somebody or you mold to one thing. And a lot of people have said, oh yeah, you're you guys are a lot like Barstool. You're writing a satire, but we're not as as I guess not as dirty maybe, but we still want to you know write real stuff catchy stuff but again everybody's like oh barstool so when people get mad at us they're like oh yeah have fun being like barstool so so with that being said barstool either love them or you hate them people love them or they think they're the worst people in the world i've seen videos of jared and he looks like one of the most obnoxious people when it comes to you know the yankees red Sox. but then again that's his personality but uh tell the people how you got about to getting him on your show and how you met him uh, well, first of all, you're right about Barstool Sports. Uh, you either love them or you hate them. I first hated them, then I love them. Now I'm kind of in between. Like they're cool. <laughs> like some of their guys are cool, but like what they like stand for, I really don't agree with. Uh, I get they're appealing to like the college market, and there's like a ton of kids out there who love it, and they're they basically turn themselves into a uh, between or from a ten million dollar uh, company to a hundred million dollar company. So oh, obviously yeah. it's working. And then guys like, yeah, Jared Carabas, when I first uh, recognized him on social media, I thought he was a complete jerk. I mean, this guy was the most obnoxious baseball writer I think I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> uh, so I end up going to a uh, huge Yankee fan, by the way. I go to school in Arizona, but I flew into Boston, spent the weekend with some family to go to Yankees, Red Sox at Fenway Park, game one and game two of the ALDS in 2018 back in October. And uh, Carabas, uh, Coley Mick, and Steve Peralt from the Section 10 Barstool podcast, Red Sox podcast, uh, they had a live show at, um, I think it was Caskin Flagon Bar on uh, Lansdowne Street, uh, across the street from the Green Monster, and they had a show, and I'm like, all right, I'll go, because maybe they'll invite some fans who are gathering around the table to come on their show, 
maybe I can record it for myself or the O show or whatever else I was doing. So I ended up actually dragging my sister who was with me. She goes to school in Boston. That was basically my excuse to get out there, visit my sister. And I, uh, we go in, uh, it's basically 21 or older, but I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like 23 years old. My sister's 18. Can I just bring her in? Cause we're just here for the podcast. They're like, Oh yeah, sure, man, whatever. We get in, uh, listen to the podcast. It was like a two hour show. He had a few guests on a few former players. I think he had Mo Vaughn on the show. And, uh, I made my sister sit through there the entire time. She's like, are you ready to go? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, five more minutes. Pod- I thought the podcast would be like a half an hour, maybe 40 minutes. It was a live show. None other mics were working. It was kind of a disaster. Really? Nobody could hear him unless you were in the front row. And I'm um, like, yeah, just five more minutes. We end up being there for two, two and a half hours in the bar. Wait for it to end. Everybody's like meeting and greeting with them, whatever. Uh, he's free for a second. I introduced myself. Hey, like I have my own show. Uh, big baseball guy like you. Unfortunately, I'm a Yankee fan, whatever. He's like, absolutely, dude. This is what I did growing up. Like, this is how I basically gelled into who I am today. I will definitely come on your show. I usually don't do. He said he usually didn't do it, but. This time around, he does it because I actually had the balls to go up and talk to him. Uh, he said we'd have to wait to go uh, into the offseason because obviously the Red Sox were on a tear that entire postseason. Ends up doing that whole shtick with uh, Eric Hubs and uh, Dallas Braden uh, during that whole uh, yeah. World Series run. So I, uh, I email him and then text him. I think it was like mid-November. He's like, absolutely, let's do this this weekend. So uh, the first time I ever had him on was in November which was big, great. And again, I thought he was the most obnoxious guy when I first recognized him. As soon as I met him, as soon as I had that conversation with him, like it was just a character. And he even explained it. Like he, so starting nine, section 10, he has uh, a few radio shows with Barstool. He says they're all characters. Like he's a big pro wrestling guy. He, he acts as a character on each of these shows. And most, most of the time he's acting like an obnoxious son of a bitch, but really he's like an honest to God, like one of the nicest uh, guys I think there are in Barstool sports, period. I think there are a lot, lot of um, a lot of jerks in Barstool. I mean, Portnoy, for one, I don't think he's a very nice guy. I think a <laughs> lot of them are just a bunch of annoying frat boys, to be honest with you. And I really don't get how uh, some people compare Belly Up Sports to Barstool Sports. Maybe uh, like the same background podcasts and like uh, articles. But other than that, like their whole mantra is to uh, attract the college scene with their smoke shows and whatnot. So yeah. anyways, Jared Carabas, one of the nicest guys ever I had him on the, uh, it was like the inaugural episode of 50, 50 booking to break that podcast in just one of the nicest guys. I think I probably the nicest guy I've had on the podcast so far. That's good. And that, and that's coming from a Yankees fan, everybody. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and for the record, Carabas actually said on my show that, uh, because I still think this is outrageous to this day. Miguel Andahar should have won rookie over rookie of the year over uh, Shohei Otani. Even there said, you go. And it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, all right, that that's a little uh, quick rundown on the fifty fifty booking. All right, give, give us a little bit uh, about your the O show. This is what you you've originally done. This is where. You and I started talking, and you came over to belly up. Uh, this is kind of your bread and butter. Uh, you said, you know, when when you don't have a host lined up, you, you have your little brother on there with you here and there. Um, you know, obviously, 50-50 is wrestling, but the O Show takes on a, a different life. You know, it's more uh, mainstream sports, I guess you would say. I'm sure you put a little spin on everything, but uh, give us a little bit about that. 
So the Osho, the initial uh, plan for the Osho, uh, it was a funny story. I mean, me and my brother, I think it was around this time, I want to say December, like December 2017, me and my brother were just sitting on the couch, just talking a bunch of bullshit about whatever it was, sports, music, uh, some kids we don't like in our town, whatever the hell we were talking about. <laughs> and my mom's just sitting there like, Jesus Christ, guys, like all these hot takes about everything that's going on. Like, we should start like a show or something. Like, need a show, yeah. As a broad, like a wannabe broadcaster working in broadcasting and whatnot, uh, I figured like this would actually be good for my resume if I like kept it professional and stuff for the <laughs> most part. And uh, then we kind of agreed that we'd start a podcast. Now, being in school halfway across the country, uh, he's in New Jersey, I'm in Arizona. Uh, it was kind of tough trying to set it up. So for the first six months, I think our first episode was in May around this time last year, our first Osho episode. And basically the Osho is everything. I consider it a pop culture podcast, baseball, football, basketball, wrestling, UFC, music, TV shows, really anything you want to talk about. Like, except maybe like uh, TV dramas and stuff. I'm not really into that crap. I was actually, (laughs) before we came on, I was actually looking at or listening to your conversation with uh mark on episode seven of this show and the last thing you asked him was uh who's your favorite kardashian oh the kardashians he loves that what the hell is he talking about (laughs) the kardashians to me not to get off topic but like the kardashians to me and this would be something we ramble about on the o show just because it's absolute nonsense but the kardashians to me like they have no reason to be famous whatsoever they have no talent uh they wear an unbelievably and overwhelmingly amount of makeup. I, I honestly don't even consider them pure at all. I just don't understand. Like their dad was Simpsons lawyer. Uh, of course you have Bruce Jenner who becomes uh, Caitlyn Jenner, that whole nonsense. But to me, the Kardashian girls are like, I, I don't get it. Uh, you, you know, you know, Mark's love for snippets. I, I can only, I can only imagine this is going to make a snippet from, from this episode. <laughs> oh yeah. We're going to have a, we're going to have a good chat about this because <laughs> Kardashians have no business, no business being on TV. <laughs> so with that being said, I think you've, you've recorded with them a couple times, right? Uh corner booth or at least once I know. So yeah, I recorded with Mark and Jared on the corner booth once. And then the other day, it was like two or three nights ago, I had Jared on the O show or I was supposed to anyway, we talked for about an hour and a half about any, like just nonsense again, just having a good talk, just having a good time. Oh yeah. Just having a good time talking baseball, the tournament, uh, we talked some mock drafts cause they're huge into that, but it was like an hour and a half, hour 35, hour 40. Uh, we're done with the we're done with the show. I press stop recording. And I'm watching it record the entire time. I press stop on the record. My phone freezes, crashes, and deletes the entire Ooh, nothing. An hour and forty minutes of just wasted time. Oh man, that's killer. And uh, it actually saved like a minute and eight seconds worth of it. I put it in one of the shows. I'm like, here's Jared talking about um, <laughs> uh, him being HR at Belly Up Sports is giving him headaches or something. like Oh, that. yes. You, you know, it's funny. Is he, he's like, you know, I want to, you know, because we've got like 80 some people, you know, writers, podcasters, editors, you know, and he's like, you know, I want to I do more and, and not to take away from what you're doing or your show. But real quick, uh, he's like, I said, OK, cool. You know, and he's like, you know, 
you know, I, I went to school for journalism or, or whatever it was. And he's like, you know, I really want to distinguish the writers and, and get some good ones in here to, to really help out. I said, all right, cool. Because these emails, these, these emails would come in, they'd get sent to me and I would go through them all, all day long. And, you know, we get quite a few, I mean, we're still relatively small, but I mean, people are, you know, starting to notice us and they, and they want to be a part of it. So I'm like, this is great. You know, I'm just going to forward him all these emails and he's going to sift through them. So I think like the first week I sent them to him, it, a week goes by and I sent him a message and say, Hey, you on board in any way? You bringing anyone on? He goes, I just been so busy. I can't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. This is crazy. I'm going through all these articles. It's just like his personality, obviously, you know, him, and for the people that do know him, it was just great because he was just like, almost like he was overwhelmed. I'm like this. Yeah, this is how it is. And so I just kept sending him messages like, Oh, just forward you another resume, just forward you to another resume. And and I was just like hammering him. And, And it's just, it's so much fun to get him going because when I had him on the show, I think you and I originally were in accord uh, record right after that and he was telling me all these questions and all the smack to talk to you are you are you a cowboys fan i am yeah oh yeah he of course he, he's the philly yep yeah. he, he's a philly's faithful so he was definitely he wanted me to hammer you on that oh. <laughs> and it's weird because uh eagles he's from connecticut and then he's a diamondbacks fan oh yeah he's all over in arizona and we actually had like a running bet because i guess what he wanted to do Whoever won the bet was going to buy, buy like everybody the first round of beers at whatever meeting we're going to have sometime down the road. And uh, <laughs> I think it was – I think the Diamondbacks are probably going to be one of the worst teams in the MLB this year. No joke. I don't think they have any pitching. Uh, <laughs> they lost their foundation. They lost Goldie. They lost Pollock. They lost Corbin. That's basically what rolled them through first place for the first six months of the year before they collapsed in September. I and, think their their best hitter is Granky right now, isn't it? Oh, well, let's, he's, it's still early on. I mean, Zach Granke has, <laughs> Zach Granke has more home runs than Aaron Judge, but I have a feeling that that's going to even out some, yes. that, that's not going to stay like that forever. But I think the Diamondbacks are going to lose between 90 and 95 games. And he thought I was absolutely ridiculous in saying wow. that. He thinks that the Diamondbacks, his prediction is that they're going to go 80 and 82. So what he wanted to do was between 75 and 80 wins, he wins the bet. If the Diamondbacks lose uh, between 90 and 95, I win. And whoever loses has to buy the first round of beers at uh, our first ever Belly Up Sports meeting that we have, which is a lot to ask for from a 20-year-old in college because I don't oh, have yeah, there you go. wide of a budget. So We're going to have to come to you. So Jared's going to lose this bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So switching gears. Uh, getting back, getting back with you and, and the O show. You guys introduced the uh, new segment last week, the O down segment. Um, going forward, I guess give us a little example of that, what that entails. Uh, okay. Um, so again, I literally thought of this last night. I just dropped it on today's <laughs> recap because again, my brother Declan. Uh, uh, God bless him. Did not answer my FaceTime call. Fell asleep. It was late at night. Sometimes we have a tough time coordinating time schedules because I'm three hours ahead and whatever. But um, basically, the O down. Do you remember the show? Whose line is it anyway? Oh yes. Do you remember their throwdowns? Oh yes, yes, yes. So that's what it is. Except oh, wow. it's an O down throwdown. And basically, last night I just poked fun at the Yankees to, to that little uh, jingle, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully, um, 
So the first few, of course, I'm going to like have scripted and I'm going to make sure that they're funny so people laugh and get on board with it. So one, so hopefully one of these days it'll get over with people and hopefully sometime down the road I'll just send out like DM us whatever the hell you want us to owe down about and then we'll just sing about that and make fun of it. So There we go. That's that's basically what the O-Down is uh, with that Whose Line Is That in Anyway show. Great show back in the day. I still watch it on like On Demand. Um from uh, it was like Ryan Styles, uh, I say Wayne Brady and all them, right? Wayne Brady, Colin Mocker. Yep. That was yep, basic. They, they, they've all gone on and done different things now. And I'm actually trying to pull up the, the jingle right now because it was basically just singing about the Yankees. I was singing about how uh, they were chasing for title number 28, and then everyone got injured, and everybody was so sad. And then I think I said, at least we got too low. Oh, wait, he tore his calf. And uh, <laughs> which kind of yeah. sucks because everybody's hurt. And all you have to do is poke fun at it. Uh, because if you don't, you're just going to cry yourself to sleep every night. Because they they lost to the Orioles and the Tigers. Two series at home. And then they almost blew it again today in Baltimore. So I really don't know what to say about the Yankees. Yeah, it's definitely a slow start. And I think uh, Liz wrote an article today about the Yankees rebounding and stuff. Hey, I'm a big Tigers fan. Uh, so, so, you know, uh, there's not much to root for, uh, even beating the Yankees. I was like, all right, you know, whatever, but you know, Matthew Boyd did set a record and what we, I think struck out, struck out like 18 or 19 or, oh, or something on, like that against it. Uh, ridiculous is in like, the past hundred years, not one, not two, 18 strikeouts for the Yankees. It was, uh, most in history in a game. Like you could legally have sex with the amount of strikeouts that the Yankees had, <laughs> uh, that other day against Boyd. Oh, Absolutely ridiculous. Oh God, I love it. So, so be, before we uh, before we end, obviously, uh, I think on one of your your most recent shows, you talked about this too. Again, so go check out Jack's shows, the uh, the O show on the fifty fifty booking. You actually have an experience where was it A Rod's last game? You actually got his autograph. Uh, yeah, that was I was with a buddy of mine, and he still hates me for this. Although he did get me back with an autograph, much more significant later on. Uh, uh, it was like two years later, but basically we went to A-Rod's last game and we're, we, it was like two, three years ago when he retired and we were huge into the autograph scene. We were always going to games early, trying to get autographs from everybody. Uh, we took a few spring training trips over the past few years, got basically everybody's autograph on the roster right now. But uh, that game, we got in before Gates opened or was waiting in line before Gates opened, got in when Gates did actually open and basically just stood in the right field corner at Yankee Stadium for about three hours waiting for the players to come warm up down the right field line. And you knew A-Rod was going to come over. Like, A-Rod didn't sign autographs ever, but you knew the cameras were going to be on him. So you you, you best believe Pressure to do it, yeah. You know, when the cameras are on him. As soon as they're off, he heads back into the dugout. But, uh, but I think it was around 7 o'clock. So they were going to honor him on the field. Rivera was there. They gave him, like, a trophy, whatever. Started pouring rain. And uh, the tarps on the field, another hour rain delay or something. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like the tarps on the field, everybody's still waiting here, waiting for him to come out. I'm going to get something to eat. My, my buddy's like, are you freaking serious right now? Like <laughs> you're, you're going to lose your spot because the line was going up like 20, 30 rows. It was ridiculous. I'm like, I have to eat something. If I don't eat something, uh, it's true to, the, to this day. If I don't eat something within an hour, I just start like pacing back and forth. I start fidgeting. Like I, I need to eat food. I'm like one of those guys who like can eat up to like six, seven thousand calories worth of food a day. 
God. And I, I weigh like a buck seventy five, a buck eighty. So I, I don't understand it. But I, I go up, I basically wait in line for like 30 minutes because they're taking the tarp off the field. So I'm like, all right, I'll just get like some cheese fries or something. So <laughs> I, come, I come back down with cheese fries. And at this time, two, three years ago, I was probably a buck 50 at the time. I was a really skinny kid. So I basically just shuffled my way through like 200, 300 different people down the, down the uh, line, make my way to the front again. He doesn't even see me. He's like three rows back. He's like, how the hell did you do that? And I, uh, A-Rod's coming out on the field. Everybody's coming out on the field. Of course, the camera's right on him, so he heads right over to the right field line where everybody wants his autograph. And uh, right before he left, I think I was the last one to get his autograph. I got him on like a 8 by 10 portrait of himself, got his autograph. My buddy hands, hands uh, me his ball, and as soon as I grab the ball and turn around, he's gone. He's back in the dugout. <laughs> My buddy's like, I waited here for three hours. You left and got cheese fries. And just walked right up. Walked right through everybody, got his autograph, no problem. He's, his parents still give me shit for that these days. They're like, enough with the cheese fries, Jack. Like, they have that thick New York accent. <laughs> it's like, enough, Jack, we get it. But then uh, about a year later, uh, we went to a Mets-Angels game, and he got Mike Trout, and I didn't. So oh, yeah, more than made up for that. Absolutely. So, so all right, man. Well, well, again, Jack, I, I appreciate uh, having you on. I always keep these episodes short to to, to keep everybody's interest. Um, but but that makes uh, sense. <laughs> but but uh, and and nobody wants to listen to me anyway, so it's all good. So, but anyway, so so I always end with a, a question. Obviously, like you said, you know, I, I hit Mark with the old Kardashian. Yeah, one. do not. I, Ask me that question. No, I, no, you're clear of that. So I'll hit you with, with the other one. Um, you know, what is uh, the way I end this? And, and it throws people for a loop, even the people that listen. And it's kind of good. But what? who who is your favorite Disney princess? <laughs> favorite Disney princess? Probably Snow White. because All she does is sleep. She doesn't you know, know what? Ding, ding, ding. I love it. You know what? Everybody says Belle. Everybody says somebody random. I said, what about Snow White or Cinderella? You know, nobody names them. And you were the first person. This is eight episodes in. First person to, to, to name Snow White. And I'm on your side there. You know, Snow White, like when she's up, like she's pleasant, like no problem. But like she sleeps most of the time. Like you need something to wake her up. Like to me, like that's the perfect human being right there. <laughs> Just sit there, sleep, leave me alone. I can, I can watch the game. That's the perfect per- Disney princess right there. Oh, God, that's beautiful. <laughs> so so there you have it, folks. Snow White finally uh, made an appearance in episode eight. I- I'm pretty surprised. You know, like I said, we've been talking about Belle, a few others. So so Snow White is here. That's Jack. Check him out on all his shows, The O Show, 50-50 Booking. Uh, going forward, he- he's been... Uh, a big contributor to, to what we do here at belly up sports. Uh, he's going to continue to, uh, to, to keep contributing. He, he's been huge for us. Uh, maybe one day, like he said, you know, he'll have his own site and we'll definitely support him, uh, 100%. So, so with that being said, uh, you know, we, we appreciate having him on and, uh, as always, uh, be bold and stand out. Keep on calling, keep on calling, keep on calling, keep on calling, keep on calling.